0: Good morning. God is good. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The wonders of God, the wisdom of God, and of course, the amazing grace of God. Today I would like to come to you with a thought upon my heart about when God hits the pause button. The word pause means a temporary stop, a a brief suspension. It's what we might call a, a forced timeout. You know, this is not an end at all, but it's just a pause. A pause that brings closure to some things and prepares us for that which is to come. There was a major grand pause about 2000 years ago. It's what we celebrate and refer to as Easter. And in that grand pause, you know, it erupted into an eternal hope. And I believe that even as this national pause, it happened around the time of Easter, that there is a, a hope that is going to explode or come forth from this what would seem to be another pause. Those losses of those crosses that we may feel like we're carrying right now, the questions that we have that we don't have answers to are all turned to glory, because of that resurrection morning. Even as people are looking to the medicine, to the government, they're looking for help. They say, surely there has to be hope somewhere out there. Things should change. Well, the good news this morning is that There is, and it always has been. It was a psalmist David in Psalms 121 and two, he says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help, my help comes from the Lord who has made the heaven and the earth. Back then, when that virus of sin spread over the whole planet in, in the book of Genesis, recorded, carrying the seed of death, including the one now labeled Corona. As it was then, so it is now. God will step in and to fight this spiritual infection. For the Bible says in Isaiah 59, verse 19, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard, a uh, Against it. So praise the name of the Lord. When God hits the pause button, when God allows crisis in our lives, we can begin to discover God in ways that we have never known Him before. You remember the story of the Israelites as they ran into a closure on their pathway as they were backed up against the Red Sea. In that moment, God allowed them to reach the end of themselves. Yes, he did. But not just reach the end of themselves, but to also witness what he could do when there was no more options on the table. Think about it. When God hits the pause button, it's what I refer to as the interruptions of grace. There's a couple passages of scriptures in Proverbs that reads like this: "Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established." Sixteen and nine of Proverbs: A man, a man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his step. Yes. This has been a pause, a pause that's not only in America, but a pause that is across the world. The book of Hebrews records in chapter 12 how God will shake things up in order to usher in something new. Bless his holy name. Yes, in this pause, it's like the shepherd's rod pulling us back from our wandering ways. Yes, I wonder if it's a wake up call, pulling us closer to the Lord, wherein God wants to bless us through our pain, and wherein God wants to go ahead and actually uh, uh, turn things that seem to be in a downturn to an upturn. Yes, praise the Lord. How should we look at pauses that happen in life? And they're beyond our control. I believe that the pauses in our lives are not meant to be barriers. You know what I mean? From going forward, but to draw us deeper into God's heart. And what the work that he's trying to do in our lives lives. It's like a light that can shine in our hearts, revealing the truth of, of what's really there. What do you see when you look at it? You know, if what you see with your natural eye is all you see, you do not see all there is to be seen. Because the Bible says that I have not seen and ear has not heard. Neither has it in the heart of men the things that God has prepared, prepared for them that love him, but he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Praise the Lord. Yes, just maybe the pause button is to get our attention. Call us back into alignment with his will or maybe he wants us just to enjoy his personal presence. Praise his holy name, amen? You know, in this pause, one of the great virtues that is available to you and I, and we need to walk with it, and that is patience. Patience, think about it. You know, that that, uh, in your patience, you possess your soul, yes? this pause button we discover that god is not in a rush the bible says that in the end time there's going to be a rush they're going to run here they're going to run there a lot of things a lot of activity but god is not in a rush Maybe. This pause is a reminder that we don't have life figured out and we just can't do it on our own. No, yes, in this pause, it seems like things are standing still, but the good news is that God is not standing still. He is still working. On the other side of this is a fresh perspective, new mercies that he promised us, are there every morning. The pause that gives us time to be still in God's presence. We, as people of God, should not be getting bored. We should be, you know, being uh, energized as we wait upon the Lord. And as we wait upon the Lord, we are promised a renewal of strength. Let me encourage you that you don't let your dream die in this pause, but rather lean in to the trusting and the loving hand of Jesus. He has promised that he'll lead us to the other, other side. Yes, waiting on the Lord. When the Proverbs 4 and 26 says, ponder the path of your feet. He says, give careful thought to your path. When we give careful thought to our paths it prevents us from jumping ahead of God. Absolutely. In this pause can be a vital part of energizing us, you know, because for the long stretch that requires endurance, absolutely. You have need of endurance that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the the promise. Bless his holy name. Think about it today. It helps us realize that God is in control of the whole journey that he has planned for us. The pause button, yes, gives us a chance to go ahead and examine ourselves the course of our direction. It may be some new marching orders God is trying to bring to us. And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, five, he says that we're to examine ourselves, whether or not we're in the faith, to test ourselves. Absolutely, you know, it is, is what I call a checkup, a checkup, you know, we look to see, what are we standing on? You know, what is our faith in? There is a story that Jesus told about the wise man who built his house, one on the sand and one on the rock. See, the one that built it on the sand was reading the word, but he was not walking the word. And the one that built his house up on the rock was one that was reading the word and also doing the word. So our houses can be built upon one or the other. The choice is ours as we make a determination. You know, are we just reading the word or are we doing and living the word? The pause. What's next? Let us look at How do we handle? How do we respond to the pause? Well, I think that the scripture helps us to see that, you know, it's an opportunity and not a problem. You know, one of the requirements of prevention in this virus to keep it from spreading is washing your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, wash your hands. But I wonder if we should be doing more than washing our hands. What about washing somebody's feet? It was Jesus who on that very night, that, you know what I mean, that the finale of his purpose in life was going to be fulfilled, that he went ahead and demonstrated that we don't just wash our hands, that we need to wash people's feet. And so yes, you know there is something we can do besides wash our hands. It's an opportunity and not a problem. Ecclesiastes says this, he has made everything beautiful in its time. And he goes on to say, he has to put eternity in our hearts except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Yes, there will always be the unknown. Always be the unknown, but it is an opportunity. So you have a choice, an option. You can see it as a problem or as an opportunity, but you can't have both. Choose it to be an opportunity. Revelations chapter three, verse eight, and as he speaks to that church there and the situation that it was dealing with and and, and having to, you know, consider. He said, behold, I set before you an open door. What door maybe has God set before you even during this, this pause? I believe that our handling or responses don't operate out of your circumstances, but operate out of God's power in God's faith. For Paul writes, he said, I'm crucified with Christ, but nevertheless, I live. But Christ is the one who lives in me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There is a power and there is a faith that is ours today, amen? In this pause, don't expect the power until you are willing to face the challenge. What are we talking about? I wanna draw your attention to the story of Gideon. Gideon, you know, operated through his circumstances, and when he was operating through his circumstances, he was found hiding, he was fearful, he was resentful, and he was bitter at God. He had more questions, you know what I mean, than answers for sure. You don't wanna do that. You don't want to to live under the burden of of those fear and doubt, because that's that's a mountain that's too heavy for, for us to be able to bear under. That's why you should come to him, amen? Don't let the wise of life dominate your thoughts because they will paralyze your life. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't have, you know, thinking through and analyzing, etc., but the wise can't dominate your life. Your focus needs to be upon Jesus, his work, and his promise. And then, of course we need to tap into the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. What turned, you know, uh, Gideon, you know, into another man was the Holy Spirit. It says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and then he went and blew the trumpet and great things begin to happen. Another figure in the Bible was Samson. Now, we read about his great feats You know, when we automatically think of some kind of Atlas man. No, I'm not sure what his body physique was, but I know that it was not his body's physique. It was the spirit of the Lord. And God says, it's not by bite and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. So yes, you know what I mean? We need to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit a call to action, a call to just to move with God. God hasn't called us to to whine, to complain, or to sign a a petition, not at all. He called Gideon out of the wine pits, you know. He called him forth. He called him, you know, a mighty man of valor. I believe that God, Wants the church to hear that word today—that that you are and the church is—they're mighty men and women of valor. Praise His holy name. So, what are you going to do with the presence of God, the promises of God, and the power of God? It's here. It's it's, it's available. It's been granted to us. What we do with it determines the. Outcome, praise his holy name. Hebrews says this, don't lose your confidence because it's got great reward. Think about that. We love rewards, don't we? Well, Hebrew says that there is a reward if you, you know what I mean, stay faithful and in faith all the way. If you keep doing the will of God, God is going to see to it that the promise ends up in your hands and you are blessed. Praise his holy name. Prepare for the next thrust of movement and opportunity and growth. Absolutely. Understand this, you know what I mean? That God has the remote. He's the one that can fast forward. He can cause us to start over or he can even pause, or he can move us ahead at a speed, you know what I mean, that only he himself can do. So that's about that pause. But you know there's some promises in this pause? In Psalms 23, you know, we get some promises that help us to stop feeding our fear, but start living in our faith zone. This acronym of PAUSE, the first one is P, is PROVIDES. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He promises that both our needs and our wants, he's gonna watch over because he is the ultimate provider. He's not only the one that provides, but A, he is the assurance. He lets me rest in green meadows, he leads me beside peaceful streams. Oh yes, those pastures and those peaceful rivers that just replenish and refresh us. But it's the journey between as the shepherd would lead his flock to those green pastures, into those refreshing, you know, streams to drink from. You know what I mean? There was a journey and sometimes those struggles, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it seemed to be uh, very arduous when you were, they were trying to go over the valleys and the mountains to get to them. But the Bible calls them green pastures, peaceful rivers, and righteous paths await us. Oh, yes, that's the assurance. Pause. are renewed. Think about it. Psalms 23 and 3. He renews my strengths, guides me along right paths, and brings honor to his name. Sometimes we drift. Sometimes unintentionally. And so the Lord comes along, and he wants to guide us into right paths, adjustments, adjustments, sometimes take place during these pause moments. And then there is the yes, the safety. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Absolutely. You know, God really is enough. And God's got stuff. Yes, he is. Sufficient for every day. The pause can remind us of the incredible safety we have in Jesus Christ. E, energizing hope, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So how should we handle when the pause button is hit in our lives? There's some passages, scriptures, it says, choose to be still and know he is God. It's not just about being still, but it's coming to the realization or a greater realization that he is God. Psalms 37, 7 and 9, a portion of reference to us. You know, to rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. And do not fret because of him who prospers in the way. You know what I mean? Or because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. You know, God says, I don't want you to get too concerned about what is happening. You know, how it's happening. He said, I want you to come. And I want you to just rest in me. You know, wait, I'll give you direction. I'll guide you. You know, don't, don't, don't get all fretful. Absolutely, he said, Really, says, uh, cease from anger, stay away from wrath. You know, don't let your emotions just all of a sudden. You know, they they take off unchecked. Don't do that. He says because evil doers will be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord shall be shall inherit the earth. They will still be standing when this is all over. I believe he wants us to, to accept his invitation to hide in him. Yes. Yes, the scripture says in Psalms 27 and 5, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me on a high rock. What about cultivating a heart of thanksgiving and praise? It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. How do you start your day? What do you do during the day? And how do you end the day? I believe this passage of scripture tells us that we should really have a grateful and thankful heart. Psalms 103, you know what I mean? Bless the Lord of my soul, you know, and all that is within me because there's so many benefits, you know, that God has for us. Choose to trust God in this season, absolutely. Did you know that in the hand of God, that there's no outside force that can disturb, pervert, or poison for God, the Heavenly Father, guards the life of the vine? He does. You know, it would seem, you know what I mean, out of character, many things that happen. But there is, you know, a protection on that vine of life. So rest in God and cease to stop striving with the things that happen. The pause in your life. The pause in our nation. The pause world-wide. Has God pushed the button? And what does He as His sons and daughters want us to, what's the message? What's the message? You know? So I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, I know this thing is more than just one dimensional. And there's a a number of viewpoints. And I think in those cases, you know what I mean? We need to look at them. But every part is just that. It's just a part. It's not the whole thing. So I encourage you to don't make that one part that you hear the full picture. Because no matter how how big you make it, it's still only part. And so the part I want to conclude for Bible Center Church and those that hear us, you know, is God. You know, what should we gather from this? And this is what he said. The pause is to halt the building of the towers to ourselves. Humanity wants to enthrone itself. At the Tower of Babel, you know, this this brilliant but blasphemous effort to dismiss God. It is it is it 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 reeked of human pride and arrogance, a stand against God. Oh yes, and God comes down, and God he puts a pause button on it. Yes, he did. He began to intervene. Not because you know what I mean that that they were a threat to God but it was a threat to themselves, and they didn't even realize it. This holy and loving, purposeful God sends a pause in our lives for our good. Yes, society seems to be all about human empowerment rejecting everything that's about the bible in god we're even as believers and christians are being asked to to throw off those old christ-centered you know what i mean truths that the bible teaches absolutely let's embrace a morality that's based upon what we want and feel and desire you know we don't have to say no to ourselves any longer. You know, those, that tower that's built to ourselves, so that we become the God of our life. Think about it. If any man will come after me, let him deny him self. The tower Yes, that we build to ourselves must come down. And only one cross, the tower of the cross of Jesus Christ, the saving grace and the mercy of him. So in this pause, we turn our attention, our focus. We examine where we're at. We ponder the steps that we are taking. We consider the paths that, in which, way, in which we are headed, the way we're headed, and we invite God to come and be part of us. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me Oh, think about it. God gives an amazing invitation even during this pause. God bless. Go with God because he's gone with you.